This episode of Dear Jessamine has profanity, sex talk, weed smoking, and a bunch of other shit that's just not for everybody. You also may not agree with the stuff we say or how we say it, and we think that's great. We promote cannabis medicine to people over 21. If you're not 21, come back when you are. What I want to do to myself is selfish in the best way. My favorite headspace is the And away we go. Are we starting? I think so, yes. Okay, cool. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? You know, it's been a hard morning today so far. It's been a hard couple I, of mornings. I feel like we said that last time, too. Yeah, literally. Oh, last Last, last episode. Yeah. And I think you did point out, and I just, I feel like it's worth saying again, that doesn't mean it's bad. Mm, just because mm-hmm. it's hard. Yeah. I yeah, that's like, true. Yeah. I think, I mean, we're working hard, and it's a hard time in life, and... Well, no, but I mean, like, I definitely get into this mental space of feeling like it shouldn't be bad. Like, I should be able to figure out how to do it right so that it feels good, and I should be happy. And then when I'm not feeling happy, when I'm feeling, like, stressed or anxious or unsure, I'm like, that's not, that's not good. That's not what should be happening. And it's like... It is actually good. Mm-hmm. It is supposed to be happening. And how would you even know what happy and good feels like if you did not feel bad? And so I, I'm i really getting into this space of like, just be okay with being busy. Because that's actually, I spend a lot of emotional energy complaining about things being busy. Mm-hmm. And I love when things are busy. But I'm, I get like, oh, my God, I just don't, uh, you know, things would be better if I had more spare time on my hands. And it's like, bitch, if you had more spare time on your hands, you'd be complaining about having more spare time on your hands. Bored, getting it's like trouble. working in, in restaurants when it's like you're mad when the restaurant's empty. You're mad when the restaurant's full. Like you're mad when there's you're mad when there's too many covers. You're mad when there's not enough. And it's like there's never this in between of just like just whatever it is, it's fine. And so two, so our question that we start each episode with is, what are you inviting into this week? Mm-hmm. What I'm inviting into this week is patience. And I'm inviting it in very slowly and grumpily and not really all that. I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's happening uh, maybe against my will at some points, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to invite in patience. What about you? What are you inviting in this week? I know I say this all the time, but I actually think you're super good at patience. I learn a lot from you about patience. Anyway, that's not what I'm inviting in. I'm inviting in sleep. And I think it's like a surrender that I'm offering right now to the universe because I'm always like, I don't sleep that much. I don't need to sleep that much. But last night I slept quite poorly. And this morning I was a bitch. So I don't want to be it. I don't want to. I don't want that cycle. So I'm inviting in sleep this week and we'll see how that goes. I know I need to tire myself out if Mm -hmm. I want to sleep. And I know that means like rigorous exercise. And that's just me. And I didn't do that. I haven't been doing that for the last few days. My My birthday was recent of the recording. (laughs) Your your birthday was this past weekend. My birthday was this past weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you let yourself do things that don't feel like work (laughs) on your special days and sometimes working out feels like work I mean always I would say it feels like good spiritual work but it still feels like work Mm -hmm. um so yeah I've been off my game with that and I think it's messing with my sleep 
among other things, I think being busy also messes with my sleep sometimes. So yeah, it's about, it's really about, I think being 32 woo-hoo, is about recognizing those differences and like just gosh, accepting and yeah, like surrendering to getting older. So maybe surrender and deep sleep. I'm mm-hmm. inviting both those things. Yeah. I mean, I feel like working out often feels like work like at first just getting started like just making yourself actually exercise like actually waking up early and putting on the clothes and getting to the the mat or the bike or the trail or whatever the fuck and like actually just getting there is so hard and those first few minutes even I think are really challenging for me personally but then it's like once you start I don't want to like once I start I don't want to stop I'm like oh I could just go forever like does this need to end ever unless it unless it is annoying or unless unless I'm not enjoying the experience or Mm -hmm. like the I'm doing a type of exercise that is on my nerves or something like that but otherwise I'm just like man I just want this to go on forever and I wish that feeling if you could just bottle it and like yes just start the day with it a shot of it yeah but just to your point about rest Mm -hmm. um I feel like or about sleep I feel like I can make myself sleep but I'm trying to find rest in the chaos You know Mm. what I mean? Like I'm trying to like how downward facing dog is really a restorative yoga posture. At the end of the day, like this posture that is very active and involves like turning on and firing up every part of your body. The more you practice it and the more you flow, the more you practice it in flows, Mm -hmm. the more it starts to feel like a a restorative place, even though it is still very challenging. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in the challenging moments, I really want to be finding that rest. Like, but I say like, I really want to be finding it. I guess there's also this thing that's happening right now of like callousing. Mm -hmm. Like, like I feel like I'm building up callous. The, the pace that we're working at, like we have so many projects on right now. There are so many things in motion. Every, it feels like everyone is yelling all the time. Like everyone on every job is screaming about something. Mm. And in that moment, that's when I get into this like, like, oh, fuck, like I should be able to do fuck, fuck, mm. fuck. And like in that moment, I want to just be like, it's downward facing dog. Like mm. this is, this is, this is the fullest expression of the pose and I am really living. I'm fully in the state of living and in living it is intense mm-hmm. and I am being stretched all the way and that in that full stretch, I can still breathe. And that's, um, that's the kind of rest that I'm trying to pull in this week. I love that. I, you know, I have experienced downward facing dog as a, a restful posture and I also have not. (laughs) Um, And so I feel you. That's a really good, I think um, image or something or memory to bring into this concept of rest in chaos. And it is wild too, just how much agency we have. I mean, we, yeah, like you're saying that and I'm like, that's not preposterous. You're absolutely right. We could totally do that. And yes, everyone is yelling. I would, I would say that not even necessarily in an angry way, in like a, mm-hmm. 
don't forget to hear me kind of way. That's exactly what it is. It's like everyone. And because we communicate so much through email and through like Slack and these communication methods where you're not actually speaking directly to someone, it feels like like just trying to be heard by Mm -hmm. other human beings comes off as shouting. And it's like, it's like, look at me, pay attention to me. And it's like, yes, I see you. And I feel you, and we can do that. And it's okay. Mm. Anyway, okay, let's get into sex and the titty. Hey. Yeah, so this week's sex and the titty question is... Is it better to fake it? And be alone. This question comes from season two, episode four of Sex in the City. And correct me if I'm wrong, but the context of this episode is that Miranda is in a situation where she is faking orgasms yes. with this dude. And have you ever been in a faking orgasm situation? Definitely me? Yeah. Are you kidding? I'm, I'm not a, kidding. <laughs> yeah, I have. <laughs> I've faked orgasms before. Uh-huh. Have mm-hmm. you have you been in situations where it's going on for a very long time and you maybe never I've tell your partner? I've faked full relationship orgasms. I I've faked that. years of orgasms in relationships. I didn't have an orgasm for a long time, like into my mid-20s. And I told everybody prior to that that I did. I mean, I think I did and was like so detached from my body and so dissociative during sex that what does it even mean? <laughs> I know that I was not embodied and like enjoying sex in a way. Have you I, had an orgasm before? Have I currently? No, 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 no. Before you, when you were faking it, mm-hmm. had you experienced an orgasm? Like what I'm saying is, I think so. And it, this is what's so wild about sex. I'm so glad we're talking about it. Hey. Um, in my teens and early twenties, I definitely had a lot of sex that I really enjoyed, and then there was a lot of sexual experiences and experiences that of sexual violence that just made the whole relationship to my body and sex in general confusing for me. Mm. And so I don't mean to cop out of the question, but I do, I do mean to say that I had experiences of like intense pleasure and buildup of pressure and muscle tension and things like that and release. But I, I, for some reason it, it was such a struggle to categorize it as an orgasm when I also felt so detached and I, in the moment didn't have, (laughs) Like, didn't know, you know when you're having an orgasm, right? Oh, yeah. yeah so, yeah, like, yeah. to the, to th- I do too. So, to think about being a younger person and thinking to myself, was that, is that, is that what that is? It feels bizarre because I can't imagine not knowing. But I also know that that relationship is really complicated. My relationship to sex and my body is really complicated. And so, I think I just, like, give myself a little bit of an out. I've experienced great pleasure. I communicated that to my partner at the time and I yeah I may have said orgasm and not really known is that too complicated of an I don't answer? think that's complicated at all that's why I ask because I'm like I I was wondering if you had a relationship to masturbation prior to that right no <laughs> yeah right so it's like like I had I masturbated a lot when I was a kid mm-hmm. and and I say kid but really like starting when I was about 11 and then like up to like 18 especially I was really exploring what it meant to masturbate Mm -hmm. and was not having that much sex with other people. Like I started having sex actively with my high school girlfriend when I was like 17. Mm -hmm. So prior to that, I had had sexual experiences, but they were not 
it was, <laughs> they were not working. <laughs> it was not about pleasure, really. I would, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't remember it being about pleasure. But um, I did, when I started dating my high school girlfriend, I remember like, being like, okay, so we're having sex, you know, like this, this is, this is great. Yeah, this is, this is the sex life. <laughs> anyway, so we're having sex and she's fucking me. And I remember thinking like, so how long is this supposed to go on? Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, of and it's no, I mean, like, She's good. I hope that I hope she doesn't hear that and think that like like um there's something wrong with her because it was so I think orgasms have everything to do with you mm-hmm. on a personal level. Mm-hmm. They it had everything to do with me. And I just remember thinking like, okay, so should I just like let her know that I'm good? And so that's where the faking came from. Mm-hmm. And so, same, yeah. And I mean, like, I feel like that whole first, I don't remember ever having an orgasm, that whole first relationship at all. And um, did you ever, th- did, were, did you ever wonder to yourself, like, you had had orgasms though prior to that? Yeah, so I'd like, had orgasms. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, but I did feel like, you know, is it okay for me to be doing this? But at the same time, I was just like, I want to make sure that she feels good. It was all about trying to make her feel good because I was convinced that our or that orgasms were like a responsibility that we had mm. to each other. So to the point of the sex in the city question, like, is it better to fake it or be alone? I feel like so much of this is about the other person and it is not about you. It's not about like what you actually need. And Miranda's whole thing was like, like he should be giving me an orgasm or like I should be like, or like he should know how to do this or something like that. That was my understanding of it was like, like you should be able to give this to me. Like I deserve this. And then it's like, the question becomes, if you d- if this is something that you inherently deserve, then like should you remain with someone who doesn't give you what you deserve? And I'm just like, why are we so emotionally violent with each other? Like, what the fuck, right. man? Why is it this? Why is it his responsibility to be giving you something that you need to get from yourself? Mm-hmm. And especially if orgasms are something that don't have anything to do with somebody else. And I mean. My answer to this question is like, is it better to fake it or be alone? Like, hell yeah, it's better to be alone than to be, than to be just performing pleasure for, performing an idea of pleasure for somebody else. I agree so much that I'm not even going to say any more about it, but I will say that it's a deeply false dichotomy. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just like, okay, so the options are to be alone or to fake. I just think that there are ways to, she didn't do a great deal of communicating with him in that scene. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if y'all want to go back and watch the scene, but it was, it's wild because there's all these assumptions that go into sex typically. Well, so you have your experiences and your, you know what I mean? Ways of thinking about it coming into it. And then there's this like, learning how to even communicate about how to do these things with each other and learning each other because it's so different. You can learn somebody, move on to another partner or be in concurrent partnerships and be like, shit, who am I with? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that stuff happens, especially when you're super busy. 
And I feel like, obviously, you know, forgetting the whole the whole piece of like, if you're with a partner who satisfies you in some ways and not in other ways, there's always the option of having another partner who does different things and represents different things in your life and you do different things with. And so they're leaving that out. So that's that's part of why it's a false dichotomy. But also like in the context of like straight monogamy, I just feel like, which is what this character is, uh, I just feel like there there's so many... She didn't try very hard. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah. she was like, pump the P and the V, and somehow she's supposed to come. Which, if she does, that's great. And she just doesn't with him. I'm just, like, worried that she's not exhausting all of her options. Communicating with him, for instance. Because she was literally like, <laughs> it didn't happen. She talked to her girlfriends. She came back. It didn't happen again. And she was like, we're breaking up. Well, then she was like, I'm going to try to coach you to give me a better orgasm, Maybe to give me scene. an orgasm. And she was just like, he wasn't, the way she was coaching him, he wasn't performing the way she thought he should. And so she just ended up faking it and then never calling him again. And my thing about it is like, I don't, I don't know why we go into relation. I do know why, but... I don't know why we go into relationships with other people expecting them to fulfill us. Like, mm. I don't think that it's this, I don't think it's his responsibility to give her what she needs. And I don't think it's her responsibility to give him what she needs. I know why they feel that way. And it's, we live in a world where everything is about possessing each other and owning each other and being able to like, balance each other also and like disney movie romance and happily ever after absolutely no work involved yeah i mean i just i agree that it's a false dichotomy i mean it's a silly question sure, it's sure, sure. like okay i mean i don't think that orgasms are the most important thing in a relationship also you know what i mean you don't no i don't because i don't think that i think there's a lot of reasons why people don't come you know, like, I think there's a lot of reasons and I don't think that all of that has anything to do with loving somebody or being able to grow with another human being. And like, I don't think it's a big deal to be in a relationship with someone that you don't have orgasms with. I think it's important to communicate with each other about what's going on. But I mean, I feel like you can... Not everybody is going to be everything for everybody. And I, I also, just one more thing, I yeah. also don't think that means that you have to seek out a partner that does give you orgasms. Because, mm. like, just, like, worry about your own orgasms. <laughs> like, that. that's my note to myself. It's like, worry about my own orgasms. I think that's <clears throat> it's so interesting. Well, so many things come up for me, obviously, around this. But um, I do think it's interesting, like, the how easy it is to both fall to fall in these di two different traps. Number one, my partner's not coming when we have sex. Is there something wrong with me? And number two, um, I want to have orgasms with other people. Like I want somebody mm -hmm. to give me an orgasm. Both of those are definitely holes that I've twisted my ankle in. Um, <laughs> so to speak. Recently. In fact. Twisted your wrist in. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Um. 
Yeah. And um, so I just want to say, like, it feels normal, too, even though I believe these things. I know that I also feel these ways, like, in the heat of the moment, I'm like, oh, so you didn't come, so you're not hot for me, or... Absolutely. What goes on? That is, I think what, I don't want to make it seem like I'm like, oh, yeah, let's just, you know, like, I fully, all the time, I feel this way. No, like, I get in my feelings about this just as much, I mean, I literally the other day was in my feelings about this. Yeah. (laughs) It's just complicated. (laughs) Uh, I mean, it's hard, yeah, it's it's complicated, but I just think it's part of the fact that when you are in a relationship with someone else, you're not supposed to be everything for them mm-hmm. all the time. And that there's so much internal opening that has to happen in order to even, for me, there is so much that I have to just be on. Like if I'm thinking about literally anything else, mm-hmm. An orgasm will be the last fucking thing on the menu. Like, it is not... I can be really enjoying the experience. Totally. Like, really just here for it. And it's just not... It's like, who? What? And the more I can live into that now that I'm thinking about it, the more I feel like that nonlinear healing can happen of all the shame and, like, secrecy. I felt like I was keeping lies and stuff from partners. I'm like, look, it was great. I had a great time. Thank you. Love you. Smooches, snoozes, see in the morning. You know what I mean? Like, Literally. it doesn't have to. I can go back and be like, okay, 23-year-old, like, you're good. Like, you're not. It's fine. Just, yeah. it's okay. It's like, it doesn't mean anything about who you are as a or person. Or who they are, or your compatibility. Yeah. I mean, literally, you're just doing a thing. This is a life, not a hayride, you know? Yeah. But I also think that on Sex and the City, they really model these sexual relationships where it's like, it's, it's very transactional. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, so I paid for dinner. <laughs> let's go like Dude, what do you think this is gonna be let me just say can I just say one thing really fast yeah. since you said that I was watching a commercial or something I can't even imagine we've been traveling a little bit so I'm sure there was a commercial involved in my life recently and I feel like I feel like this these this dude and this woman were at a ta- restaurant table and he was going to pay and I feel like he looked at her and was like are we gonna have sex tonight and she looked back at him and smiled and nodded and he was like okay and he paid for the full yeah, dinner I remember this yeah was that a commercial did yeah, i make this up as a nightmare that i had no literally oh my god i mean it's what's interesting about it, it's very direct and i appreciate the straightforwardness of it but i'm also i was scandalized <laughs> i think i was scandalized okay anyway sorry I mean, I think people feel that way. I think that they give gifts assuming that, like, the gift is going to mean that you've balanced something. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I guess it depends on what your love language is. Some people, their love language is exchange of gifts. Mm-hmm. or So I'm like, literally, whatever. I just don't understand why everything has to be transactional. But it's, you know, that that's how human beings do. So to answer the question, is it better to fake it than be alone? Uh, No, I don't. uh, I think this question doesn't make any sense. And I also think that it is not better to fake it than be alone. I think being alone is just fine. I have to agree, even though being alone is my biggest fear. I would I don't. Yeah, it's better to be alone than to lie to anybody, especially yourself, for sure. Boom. And just like that, that's the end of Sex and the City. This week's Astro Thought for me 
shit that's going on in the sky. Um, I'm tired of Aries season. Say more. I don't know if I'm actually tired of it. I'm just very uh, tired, mm-hmm. I think. And I'm just kind of living into being tired. And I think we live in a society where it's like not okay to say that you're tired or like, it's like, oh, you should be. There's so much fucking fake positivity and optimism and so you know what actually that I do appreciate about Aries season is that it's like just be just let it be hot and let it be loud Mm -hmm. and it goes out as quickly as it came in Mm -hmm. and just let it all be there and so I'm leaning into that what about you it's so interesting I think I'm gonna lean into my ability to spin because I don't have, I feel like I don't have an astro thought of the week, but what I do feel like is I'm hovering on this idea of like disconnection, which, you know, if I'm, when I'm connected and really doing stuff well, I feel like my bedroom is clean, which it's not right now. And I have a sense of what's going on in the stars um, in a way that helps me find ground and balance. And so I think that my astro thought of the week is for whatever reason and whatever's going on the way a lot of that is impacting me is like with a lot of disconnection and disfocus, unfocus, non-focus, lack of focus. And so I don't know if that qualifies as an astro thought of the week, but that is definitely what's coming up for me (laughs) when we are talking about it. Aries season has been exhausting, but I also know that in order to meet the, the needs of my Aries son, I have to do a lot that I haven't been doing. And so that that might be part of my astro thought of the week that Aries season doesn't work unless I'm working like an Aries you know I don't know if it's just the Aries season doesn't work but I feel like nothing works when the systems are not in place and Mm -hmm. I've definitely felt as though the systems my systems are not in place and that I'm just kind of figuring it out which is also part of it like Mm -hmm. I hate this idea that like you should always have your shit together. You know what I mean? Like this thing that like, it's not okay to just be figuring it out because figuring it out is a part of even determining what the systems need to be. Mm -hmm. And I just think, I mean, the loops and I don't, maybe it's the Virgo rising, honestly, for Mm -hmm. both of us, this like need on the surface to like always have it together and always be able to show like, yes, I can figure this out. But like when, you know, like you lean into your Aries and I lean into my cancer and it's actually just fine. Mm -hmm. Like I'm cool with sometimes my house space is messy. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's dark and confusing it's not Virgo's like no you need to have it figured out no this is what it needs to be and it's like it's just not Mm -hmm. it's just not and so much of that shit is fake anyway Mm -hmm. so you can keep it Mm -hmm. like just let it all be how it is your shit is hot it's burning fast Aries is moving so quick it doesn't have time to be worried about like what you used to do in the past Aries is already dashed to the future (laughs) so it's like just letting it all be exactly how it is that's the astro thought of the week letting it all letting the fire burn and letting shit be hot and letting it be hard and letting things be confusing and dark and everything all at the same time that's just how it's got to be and that's what the astro thought of the week that's my astro thought of the week that's our astro thought of the week that's it 
Absolutely. Can we cut it? Drop page? Is this the name of the episode? Um, What's up? Yeah, we can. I think so. Mm-hmm. Would you, do you mind reading this? No, out? I don't mind. Okay. Dear Jessamine is produced by Tenderfire Media. Follow us on Instagram at Dear Jessamine and find and follow the show on Spotify. There's a bunch more info on this episode, like behind the scenes content, transcriptions, how to find us and our team and more at DearJessamine.com. Our editor and producer is Kylie Roberts. Chaz Van Hoos and Melody Menage do our social media. Janie Leppard does our episode art and Fruit Snack does our music. Anna Rooney makes sure the boat doesn't capsize. And my co-host and partner is Ash Danger Phoenix. I'm your host, Jessamine Stanley. No one should be in jail for weed. Thanks so much. Drop page. Drop page. <laughs>